Hello, and welcome to the Happy Author Podcast with me, Dorothy Coombson. I'm a multi-award winning best-selling author, and I'm here to help demystify the publishing world for anyone who writes books, wants to write books, or just has a love and passion for books. On today's podcast, I speak to literary agent Anthony Harwood. Anthony Harwood has been an agent for many, many years, and my agent since 2005, when I was trying to find a publishing home for my third novel, My Best Friend's Girl. We have worked together ever since then, going through the many highs and lows of having so many best-selling books released. In this slightly extended episode, we talk all things literary agents, from how to find one, what to expect from one, and what you can do to make the most of working with one. I hope you find it as interesting as I did. Can I ask you what your job title officially is? Because to me, you're my agent. And what does that actually mean? Uh, Yeah, officially, I am your literary agent. Um, And that officially means that you hire me, you pay me to exploit your copyright. Um, You write something, you own anyone who writes anything, but you own the copyright in that. Um, And my job is to maximize the value of the copyright in other words sell your book in every possible way we can sell it whether it's to different countries in translation to film to television to audio um and that's that's the basic bit of the job the sort of commercial exploitation of copyright but of course there's the um support side and the editorial side of the relationship uh, so it's not just business contracts and money, although that's obviously uh, a crucial part of it. The, the, the agent is absolutely on, on the author's side, on your side. And I think when people sometimes say to me, oh, I see you like, you're like the middleman between the publisher and the agent. And that's absolutely not true. I'm not in the middle, although I, you could say I'm in the middle because I communicate from you to, to the publisher and back and the other way around. But I'm absolutely on your side. So you're basically, you say the things that I don't have to, basically. That's why, kind of part of what I pay you for, isn't it? Yeah, and I think most of us find maybe a little awkward or embarrassed if we have to ask for a pay rise or more money or, or, uh, you know, just make an excuse about being late for work. It's, but if you, if someone else is doing it for you, that's obviously a really nice thing. I mean, it wouldn't be lovely if we all had like life agents who did (laughs) stuff for us. But in, 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 in our, from our point of view, in publishing and, and writing books, yes, the agent can, um, is that sort of communicator. And publishers really, want, once upon a time, publishers quite liked buying books direct from an author and didn't want to deal with agents because they felt that maybe they get bullied into paying more money than they needed to. Nowadays, a publisher won't publish an author unless they have an agent, really, because um, if the publisher has to deal direct with the author, they have to do a lot of explaining about the process of the business uh, that an a- they don't have to do when they talk to an agent because, you know, I'm uh, an agent is uh, fully conversant with the language of the industry. What do you think anyone wanting to get an agent needs to know? I think the, the biggest, biggest thing I, I feel one can't stress enough is that uh, 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 someone who wants to write and be published professionally needs to remember that agents and publishers, but we, we read a lot all the time. 
day in, day out, week after week. So we're, kind of, we're, we're expert readers. Um, doesn't mean we're cleverer, but we, we, we read a lot and we know the field. We know what's being published and what's not being published. And I think if you're taking your writing seriously, you really have to take your reading seriously. You, 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 if, you, if, you're, if you are writing a romance, read romance. Read, you know, read what's being published in that field, because an awful lot of people you know, write a romance or a thriller or a this or a that without really knowing what's happening out there. But agents and publishers know immediately what's, what's going on. And if it's out of sync with what's happening, if you think you've come up with an incredibly good idea for a science fiction novel, but don't read science fiction, you won't know that 50 books like that are published and they won't want any more. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing I say to people read all the time and read in the genre you want to write in, but also other books, because you need to know what's been published, what's out there yeah. and what people are doing and what people aren't doing as well. It's really about being engaged with the industry, isn't it? Yes. Being engaged with writing and reading. And a lot of people aren't. I mean, a lot of people who send work clearly aren't because they obviously haven't read uh, much. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know this is, I, a lot of people I meet at events do say, Oh, I want to be right. I want to write a book. I don't read anything out there because it's all rubbish. And I was thinking, yeah, good luck with that. Because, you know, apart from the fact you're being very disrespectful about industry you want to become part of, um, how can you not read what you want to do? How can you not do what it is that you, why are you thinking that other people will read something that you produce if you don't want to read anything else that is being produced by other people? Exactly. And, and funnily enough, when certainly I'm speaking personally, I think when, when I receive uh, an email and a manuscript, more often than not, I can tell from the email, from the letter, whether this person is, is engaged with the process of writing and reading. Yes. And there's no trick phrase or something to say or not say in the letter. It just comes through that they, they, they understand what they're about and what, what the publishing is about that doesn't mean they have to know the ins and outs of publishing and editors and read the bookseller every week but they are genuinely interested yeah it's funny isn't it because thinking about it I mean there are so few books out there by lots of different people and you yeah. know that and that's the problem and so I think a lot of people kind of might feel put off by it but you still need to read as much as we can I don't I I it's the finding that balance because if there are books that there aren't enough books out there by people who look like you yeah. and who have life experiences like you obviously that's going to put you off but by the same token you need to to be involved in it to see what's missing I suppose and to find a way to be able to write I mean that's true too I absolutely do not think it's um author's fault or writer's faults that they their books that are about different types of people, black people, Asian people, mm. um, other types of people aren't being published. But I do think we need to kind of find a way to find out what is missing and to write the books that are missing. Yes. And that you, you can do that by writing, by reading. And of course, the other thing is to write the book you want to write. Yes, absolutely. And if it so happens that the book you want to write, <laughs> no one's interested in, that's really, you know, it's unfortunate and it does happen. That, but yes. 
you stick to your guns, I think. Yes, that's, and is that, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, when you do write the book, you think it's the best book in the world, hmm. which is obviously, it is, <laughs> but, and no one wants it. Do you, you kind of need to move on to the next one, don't you? Because that book could yes. become your fourth book to be published, couldn't it? Well, that's often the way. And I love that remark but, um, that Toni Morrison said about, um, when, when, when the book you've written is just about to be published, make sure you're halfway through the next book as a writer, be a moving target. Yes. The if they're gonna slam you on the last book, you've already moved on. You're already writing another book. Keep going, keep doing it. When people ask me as well what to do once they've sent a book off, I always, think, I always say, so get on with the next one because publishers want another book to be able to publish. And you know, what? I've always thought that that's a real mark of a professional writer, and I don't mean professional in terms of uh, money or anything like that, but the temperament, the sort of uh, soul of a writer is that you, when you send your book off to your agent or it goes out to publishers, you're already moving on. Yeah. And in fact, I know a lot of writers think you're one of them who's already having ideas for the next book as the book they're writing before it's even finished. They're already, yeah. you're already moving on. <laughs> yeah, I know the conversations we've had when I've gone, yeah, I just need to put this one to one side and, and start this new idea that I've had. And you... But is it that, that's a sign of a writer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Things are happening all the time. And I've had another brilliant idea. Great, that, that's great. Yeah, so that's, and yeah, so you can move on to the next thing, you know, and not get obsessive about sending it off because, I mean, that weight yeah. between... Oh, agony. Sending a book, finishing it, sending it to an agent, say, um, and then hearing back. How do you feel about telling people no? Uh, I, I don't enjoy saying no to anyone, but every, you know, agents and publishers get it wrong all the time. Um, every time. And the, the biggest books, the best books, are rarely seen coming by any of us. They nearly always take us by surprise. So I kind of think from a writer's point of view, a no from an agent and a publisher, so what? Yeah. Someone, will, you know, someone if it's any good will say yes and sucks boo. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I would never say, in saying no, I would, you know, you hear these terrible stories about the letters um, or e emails that uh, an aspiring writer receives from an agent or whatever. I would never say you can't write. Give it up. Yeah. Don't do this. I say I, I don't. It's not for me. I I didn't love it. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And I, I fully I fully expect to turn down the next whatever you know the, the, the guy next Dorothy Coombs. Yeah, exactly. The next Dorothy Coombs. Because <laughs> it happens all the time. Um, so what do you look for? Um, people you in a person who you're willing to represent. Um, well, apart that, that that letter that just speaks to you straight away about someone be, speaks to me straight away that someone here has really thought about what they're doing and and it, so there's a good feel about um, where they're coming from. It all it's all down to the book, the writing. Yeah. It, uh, it, and and you either click with it and you feel that tingle of excitement as you start reading. And you think oh wow, this person can really do it. I love this. And that's really all that matters. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect though, does it? I, this is Not what I was, no, no. that's the thing. And I think that's what a lot of um, 
people, particularly black authors, feel that they have their book has to be perfect, and then that's why they get caught up in this. Oh, I need, I might need a mentor, or I might need to go on a, a writing scheme. Some people do, but. Yeah. You don't have to have a a hundred percent perfect book, do you? Absolutely no. And I think agents are very used to reading uh, material that's quite rough. Yeah. Raw. I mean, uh, which doesn't mean you can send it out knowing it needs lots of work. You don't send out some scraps. Obviously, you want to send it out feeling that you have done the best job you could possibly do on it. From our point of view, no, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. If you want to do a writing course because and it gives you confidence, that's great. But you don't probably don't need it. Yes, and that's the thing. That's what I mean. That's trying to get across to people that you just need to make it as good as possible, yeah. rather than thinking it has to be absolutely perfect. It's and what's absolutely perfect? There is no exactly. And also, you know, there'll be things in it that you can't see. Because I mean, yeah. when when I send you a book and I send it to my editor, there's always something that both of you come back with different things that I hadn't thought of that I haven't seen from being so close to it. I think, that, yes, that's an important point too, isn't it? Because between you, Dorothy, and your reader, there aren't a lot of people who will read what you've written and say, are you sure about, it? I didn't understand this, or why did she suddenly do that, or it didn't make sense or whatever. There's me, your editor, and possibly one or two other people in the publishing house who may come back to you, they probably won't. It's probably two people between you and the bookshelf. Yeah, exactly. And you do need those two people, don't well, you? You might have missed something. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's, and that's it. I mean, obviously I'm perfect, so you very are. rarely. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, I, and, you're, and you're right, you know, sometimes you'll say, no, that's just the way I wanted it. You're right to point it out, but that I know I know what you're talking about, but that's how it's going to be. That's fine too. Yeah, absolutely. And as I've said in the past at events, it's always me that gets the stick, not you. Absolutely. Or my editor. Absolutely. It's my and name I'm... on it. So if something, something is completely inaccurate, I'm the one who gets the stick for it, no one else, so. It's your name on the front. Exactly, if I want to stick to my guns about something, then. Um... Actually, the, one of the good things about the industry is that agents and publishers, I think, genuinely deeply respect writers. Mm. They won't override a, uh, a writer's wishes even on things that they can contractually or technically insist on they very rarely do yeah they trust you because actually no one knows your book better than you yeah that's this is what i found was um really disheartening after i wrote my letter my open letter to the industry about mm. what it's like for black authors yeah um the amount of authors black authors i did speak to who basically said that who told me the horrific stories that they'd been through with their editors mainly. And um, I was really surprised because I've, I've said in my letter, and you know, obviously haven't mm. worked with me for so long, I've been very fortunate. Most of the people I've worked with have been very respectful and yeah. do listen to me. And obviously when they don't listen to me, they're usually wrong. Usually, <laughs> 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 But... Um, but being serious for a moment, that but some of the stories I hear are horrific, and I suppose I've been fortunate in having an agent because you can step in in that in those moments, can't you? And sort of like take the brunt of it. I don't have to. No, I well, I think too. The other thing about having an agent, and, and actually, you don't really have a choice if you're going to be a professional writer. You really have to have an agent these days. But uh, one has to remember that you know if you're published by as you are Hachette or Penguin Random House, or these are huge, 
huge companies, or even if it's a small company, uh, Bloomsbury, uh, you know, medium-sized independent company, that's a large group of people sitting in offices working together, and then there's you, Dorothy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think having an agent, you have some moral support, at least two of us, yes, yeah. up against departments and, you know, a large corporate structure. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big advantages of having an agent, I suppose. But, I mean, some people do very well without an agent, don't they? I know some big authors have don't have agents. They have lawyers who negotiate the contracts. There stuff. was certainly a trend in America of, um, that you'd have a, a lawyer without an agent. I think that's easy. That's, you can do that, I think, if you get to a certain level, if you're a huge brand. But um, lawyers can do a good contract, but they probably don't know the business. Yes, I suppose, and that's, that's, well, with, for me, the advantage of having an agent is somebody to talk to and to bounce ideas off, or if I'm annoyed about something, I have got somebody else I can talk to. Um, um, okay. What else, um, what can you do to increase your chances of getting an agent? Um, well, apart from writing a work of genius, um, I, I think, you know, there's no excuse these days for not knowing what you're doing because the internet you know, agencies agents have websites um there's no so, so if you've got you've written your novel we're talking about we're talking about novels non-fiction is a slightly different process but you've written your novel and you want to find an agent it it's not too hard to start thinking well my novel's quite like so and so's work or so who represents them the back of books, uh, an author often acknowledges their agent. So if there's an author you really admire um, or would like to sort of be beside in an agency, see who their agent is, then look them up. You know, the agents often give quite a lot of information about how they work, their clients. Um, and, and then if you let that knowledge come through in your letter or email to the agent, you know, I see that you represent Dorothy Coonson and Louise Doughty. I've written a book that might, I think, you might enjoy because you represent those writers. From my point of view, I think, okay, you know, you know you've checked me out. You, you, you've not sent me a book you know I won't represent because I don't do that kind of work. Because it says on my website, I do not represent X, Y, or Z, or whatever. Um, so, you know, research. I'm talking about research. Yeah. Yes, that's why I remember when we met, I knew all about your guitars. I think you were a bit taken aback, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker client. Well, no, I wasn't stalking you. I was just researching. Exactly. Uh, no, it's a good sign. You thought about it. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> when you send a, a piece of work that you really love um, yeah. off to an, yeah, a publisher, how does that feel and how how does that process work i should ask you first i send you my book yes and i say I, oh look could you represent me you love what i've written yeah and then what happens then i probably say i love what you've written i have to say i think the ending was a bit abrupt or the beginning was a bit slow and then we might have an ed and you might say yeah i i see what you mean i'll i'll ch i'll make a few changes and send it back to you and we might have a conversation over a few months just to get the manual because you get really in effect you get one shot i'm going to go to the publishers who i think are going to do the best job for you if they don't go for it we we've probably failed so i want them to see your work in its best possible shape so we'll have that editorial conversation and then there'll come a point when we think right we're ready to go 
And then I think that's that. Then the agent starts thinking about who's going to do, who's the author going to get on with. Uh, who's I mean, which you know, which which editor is going to fit well with uh, with this author, and which publisher is going to do a, a really good job for this book? Are they going to get it and and make it look terrific and get right behind it? So you make a list of publishers, uh, and you I, you know aim high. Which, you choose your top six or whatever and I send it out and it's a I it's it's a moment of terrible trepidation and um because you know if you love it and I and I you know you can count on the fact that if I'm sending out a book I love it and I really believe in it I only want them to come back straight away saying this is just brilliant and, I, and we want it and, you, and that of course will never happen you won't get them all coming back saying that so uh, one's always braced as the author is of course uh but uh so i send it out to a bunch of publishers and wait with the author for the publishers to read it and come back to us and so what then what then what happens i mean if you, happens, have more, if you have more than one person coming back to you which is what we want yes so i mean that have, didn't happen with me with my first no. book with you was it uh, my best friend's girl didn't work out quite that no way. it didn't I'm, I'm just being honest about it because yeah. i've said it before that everybody rejected it apart from one person yeah and that's frequently the way. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but ideally what you want is a bunch of publishers come back saying, we love it, we want it. And you want them there. And then you organise either an auction or you just take take their offers. They offer money. Mm. Uh, and and you may be going backwards and forth. I may be going backwards and forwards between publishers saying, so-and-so has offered more than you. Do you want to offer more than them? Just like it's bidding. Mm. But actually, more often than not, the author and I will have a hunch from how each publisher has responded that actually what we really want is that publisher to get it. So it, making it just about money isn't usually the way it goes. So it's about something else usually, it's not. You just get that feeling that they really loved the book or understood it in a way that others didn't or they, whatever, yeah. 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 But the money is important. It sets a value for the for the book within the industry, in a sense. It doesn't yeah. mean that a book that is sold for £5,000 won't be published well, but a book that's sold for £500,000 is probably going to get a lot more behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, exactly. Um, and that's the way it is. But also, yeah. it is also a reminder that what you're doing is a job. Yes, it's a creative job yeah. and it is an artistic job and books are art. I do feel like books are art, but absolutely. also publishing is an industry it's a business and so they are publishing your book thinking that it's going to make them money or yep. win awards or add some prestige to their list once you have let go of your book and it's gone to me your agent and then on to publishers it's it stops being yours then doesn't it just yours i mean yeah, just mine. Yeah, so nothing. I've never given up my books. They're my you know what babies. I mean, but it becomes a, hot, a huge number of people's concern. Yeah, absolutely. Other people are worried about it. Um, and so, it becomes, it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when everybody says no, how do you navigate that with the author? Well, I mean, I, I don't. There is a way of navigating. It's terribly disappointing. And and the truth is that. You know, I have sold books two or three years after sending it out for the first time because you know, pu publishing shifts, editors uh, move and change jobs, and suddenly an op you suddenly think, oh, 
I could try sending that book that we didn't sell last year to this new editor and it, and it works sometimes, but that's rare. I, it's, it's a d terrible disappointment. Yeah. So do you encourage that person to, like I said just before, um, do you encourage that person to get on with the next? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you're going to try it once and give up if it doesn't work, well, yeah, but that's fine. I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to judge that, but that's probably not going to work out long term. There's always going to be disappointments and knockbacks. Yeah. And if you and if you and I'm not, I don't mean this sounds. I don't mean this as um, unkindly as it sounds, but if 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 you if you can't take it, don't do it. If you can't take the sort of terrible disappointments and knockbacks it's not the job for you because it, it it's going to be tough it, it is a bumpy road it is a bumpy road and, and being an author in in it you kind of get most of the bumps don't you i mean yeah. publishers you pay the price exactly are insulated a lot of it because they have yeah. so many other people they can focus on absolutely they move on your book one of 30 in a month exactly so they other people can almost weather the storm for them other books will do well whereas if yours, yours doesn't. Absolutely. It's your career, but for them it's, I mean, of course it does matter to them, but not oh, as, of course it really absolutely matters as much. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the, yeah. the, the problem and the difference is that it means everything to you. It means something to them. It's not everything yeah. to them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, it, it, you, you say it and it's true, but to hold that in your heart so that you're not, crushed by the disappointment is much easier said than done no i've been on that road and i i have i know and me too me too i get i get depressed <laughs> i know exactly you kind of it is uh, that's part of why i wanted to start this podcast i wanted to give people a realistic idea of what it's like to be an yeah. author um and be a best-selling author and yeah. sometimes your books do well sometimes they don't you know and it's very easy for this conversation to get quite doomy and gloomy Mm. most authors don't make much money it's tough you work alone isolated the best you, you most books are published to deafening indifference etc etc but against that um the industry not only depends on your talent as a writer but it craves it they really really want you if you can write yes um and it's and there is a joy in there yes and people who work in publishing they didn't go into publishing to make money it's not what advertising once was or whatever you know people go into publishing because they like books and publishing generally speaking yes absolutely they want they want books to do well they want people yeah. to read the books um but it is again it is a business so we've got to True. It's, we've got to balance so, that in our heads and also yeah. but the main balancing act is you're going to feel it a lot more than the publisher's going to feel Absolutely. it. And that's why you need to kind of build yourself up, be resilient, I suppose, and to get on with the next one so that... It takes, it's a leap of faith, isn't it? To be a writer is a leap of faith. Yeah, and it's really heart, it can be really heartbreaking and really disappointing, but also yeah. wonderful. I mean, yeah. you know, there's no other feeling than walking to a bookshop and seeing your book on the shelves or walking, seeing it online or getting an yeah, email from somebody who's loved your book. And I sometimes see, uh, you know, someone who's tweeted you and uh, has obviously really loved and taken something important away from a book you've written. And, uh, and it makes me kind of tearful with joy. Yes. And did you meet somebody at the airport who, who, who told you represented me and said, oh, I love her books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, you know, she had a copy of your book. I was getting her foreign currency at the airport. 
and she had a copy of one of your books. I said, oh, I, I know her, I'm, I'm her agent. And she, she kind of started screaming hysterically. Boy, <laughs> one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> because it's, you know, that thing when you, like with friends, you say, did you, have you seen that show or that film or read that book? And they say, yeah, I loved it. And you, that shared passion. Yeah, I love it too. It's that thrill. Yeah, that, that absolutely. And I think, you know, publishers also feel that for all the, it is an industry, it is a big business, blah, blah, blah. But they also, they want, I want that that we all want that shared this is fabulous feeling yes and that's and that's one of the things I'm, I'm very fortunate to have what do you think an author could do to improve their working life hmm. I I you know I don't know I think it's it's tough mixing in uh, figuring out a way to write within a normal life you know, you may, you may have a day job, you may have kids, you may have all sorts of obligations and writing time is hard to come by. Some people get up very early in the morning and write before they go to work or when they get back from work or maybe during the working day if no one can see what's on your screen. But uh, that's really hard. Um, I think the challenge is that peace of mind, isn't it? What we've just been talking about, that uh, not being crushed yeah. I mean, obviously, when, if things go great, you're not going to be, you know, there's joy there too. But so that can be distracting. Yeah. Big success. Yes, absolutely. Sudden, big yeah. sudden success can be very, you can knock someone off the course, and uh, that can, that, that's an issue in itself. But uh, I, remember, I remember saying to people, a few people actually, um, that not to get too caught up in the whole success because what can happen next is that you're kind of frozen because you want to replicate that yeah. success again yeah. but you can't and so and of course you get sucked into that sort of uh, treadmill of promotion and events and you could spend a year or two just doing that and not writing yes and that's yes right the job is writing isn't it so what do you think an author could do to improve the relationship between them and an agent because once i mean it's so hard i have had an agent before and yeah. we didn't agree on what i should do next so i decided to move on but I'm interested that you say that we didn't agree about what you should do next that that just seems to me uh, uh that's extraordinary what that that an agent would say no you I don't want you to do that next I want you to do this next I think I've, I've heard other people their agents have said that my agent the first one I had she didn't want me to move on or to think about moving on from the publisher I was with and I wanted to see if there was anything else out there um not that I wasn't really grateful that the publisher I had published my first two books sure. I'm, I I absolutely was but I wanted to see if it was possible to to go to a different publisher a bigger publisher to get more money I'm not gonna pretend I wasn't wanting no, more money because my first two books I got paid virtually nothing for it so I wanted to see if there was a way of, of going to another publisher who could afford to pay yeah. me more for my um for my next books um and she didn't want me to do that so but that you know, it's, you know, that's an agent not doing their job the agent's job is to do what the author wants I, if you said to, um i want to change direction and write this kind of book i might say terrific idea do it but you be, be aware that this is going to be very very difficult because no one wants to publish that kind of book or yeah. whatever there may be issues commercially with it but yes. i never say no, 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 I don't want you to do that. 
no, Dorothy, you've got to write a, a, a completely different sort of book. I mean, that's just yeah. extraordinary. That's what, that's, that's what I mean. I think that's quite important for people to know that their agents don't, shouldn't be telling them what to do, unless they want no. to tell them what to do. That's the other thing. I mean, I'm saying this because somebody who likes to be in, in control of everything I do, but I think some other authors might want their agent to tell them what to do because they need direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then that, that's assuming the agent knows what will work. Yeah. If agents or publishers knew what was going to work, you know, we'd be living on yachts, moored off can or something, you know. We, clear, we clearly don't know. Yes. You can only so, take a guess. My, my view is you follow the, follow the writer. Yeah. You may advise them that this is going to be difficult, blah, 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 but you support the writer with what they want to do. And, and my, my job, I, I feel, for you and all my clients, is to to achieve what you want okay that's and i but i think from an author's point of view there's again it's that odd balance and it may not feel this way when you're starting out but um on the on the one hand you pay the agent now you pay me i work for you yes but sometimes it i know authors particularly when they're starting out feel beholden to their agent, uh, enthrall to them or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's, it's hard they... because you spend so long trying to get an agent, and then yeah. you know you don't yeah. you don't want to rock the boat, and that's what I know. But you know, agents are thinking the same thing too. Once you know, with the client, I don't want you don't want to do anything to rock the boat. Yeah. I don't want you to leave. Yes, exactly. This is this is um, when I when I did have some success. I think it was when Marshmallows for Breakfast was published. So that's the fourth book, and. A lot of my friends then admitted they thought I was absolutely crazy to have left my first agent. They said, you took so long, it took ages for you to find an agent. And then you would suddenly be like, oh, I'm leaving. And then suddenly you went, oh, I'm leaving my publisher as well. And they said, you took so long. And they thought I was mad. And I think a lot of people <laughs> feel like, you know, that yeah. it was, it takes so age, ages to find an agent and you get so many rejections that I when understand. you do find someone who likes to work, you kind of, you get into yeah. this, but you knew you knew that the agent you were with wasn't right yes for absolutely it wasn't they weren't right for me you. and so that was the right decision yes exactly but i mean i make these decisions and sometimes i, I do look back and think what were you thinking but mostly the decisions i, you I make were I right you know you made the right decision yes absolutely I don't yeah. mean about me and agenting about everything you follow your instincts that's all we've yeah. got to go on absolutely um but i think because when you, i've said it twice now that I pay you and you've just said about I pay you I think people don't realize that it's not I'm not physically giving you money you are sorry, taking yeah. we, I can talk we can talk about that but yeah. sorry, before we get on to that I just what you pay me but at the same time I hope um it feels like a partnership yes absolutely I, I do think our working relationship is a partnership and we do yeah go into these things you know we don't always agree no but but my job is to agree with you absolutely <laughs> your job is to agree. but my job is to do what you want me to do absolutely but you know but also there have been times when you've just said to me stop being ridiculous and i need to hear that sometimes and that's the thing i think a lot of people 
Well, I might I, say it's a bit more gently than that. Yeah, of course you do. I'm, what I'm saying, <laughs> I hear, stop being ridiculous. That's how I need to hear it, to stop being ridiculous. You know, you need someone to, oi, oi. You need somebody to pull you back from the edge, don't you? You know, yeah. I mean, and I'm don't very fortunate. I have people in my life who will do that for me. And they're not being horrible, but they are basically telling me, you know, yeah. you're going too close to the edge. You need to kind of yeah. come back. And, yeah. in a, and they do it in a nice way, mostly. Yeah. But um, no, but it's part of being a, part, a partnership, like you say, but also um, you will ultimately do whatever I want, but give me advice when it's what I want to do it isn't exactly. necessarily the, the best. I, that, I always feel I should uh, give, explain fully my view of what you're doing means, yes. consequences, yes. Blah, 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 but in the end, I'll, if, you know, then we'll make a decision and you, I'll do what you want me to do and... It sounds like it's a, a contest or a, a difficult decision. It's, it's rarely that. No, absolutely, it's very rare that. But I mean, I think it's it's important to be honest about these things because, I th and and also, different agents fit different people, and that's part of the. When you're that's rejected, true. you need to re remember that a lot of the time it's because you wouldn't have fit with that agent. You know, because I know lots of people who are with my old agent, and mm. they have a fantastic working relationship. So then their books have done very well, and they suit them, but they don't necessarily exactly. suit me and who I am and who I need to work with yeah. and there how I need to work. There are tons and tons of, there are almost more agents out there than authors, I sometimes. <laughs> there are of agents out there and, you know, you'll click with some and not others and that's fine. Yeah, and that's what but, I've said to people as well in the past, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to walk away from that person because, yes, it's an agent that, you know, you will have an agent, but will you have the right agent, the person yeah. who's going to help you with your career along yeah. the way? Well, you, that's that's where your instinct and gut reaction comes in at the beginning, isn't it? You yes. think, yeah, I think this is going to be all right. If it's not, change it. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. walk away. And your, yeah. And on the money front, yes, you're right. Sorry, I, I've said several, said several times, author, about referred to authors paying agents. It's not obviously done quite like that. We don't send bills, but agents take commission on every uh, deal we do for an author. So it's just... It's, 15, 20% depends on the circuit, what sort of deal it is. So when money comes into the agent from a publisher or a film company, I take off my commission and send you the rest. That's how I'm paid. So yeah. if you sell a book for a thousand pounds, I only get 150 and and so on. And that's and that's why it's, you know, for an agent, they need to get you the best deal possible because that's yeah. how they get paid. But also you don't charge people to read their stuff because I've heard of people, oh, no. agents, oh, no, no. agents in inverted commas, charging yeah. people to read their stuff because it, apparently it takes the time and it's. Uh... I think it's quite a big little in <laughs> big little industry. There's a sort of big dark industry out there, making money from people who are wanting to be writers, and feel they need a lot of um, advice and mentoring and editorial work before they approach a, an agent or whatever. Um, yeah, and you see those uh, firms offering editorial opinions for quite a lot of money. Yes, absolutely. Quite shocking sums. You should never, ever pay uh, an agent to read your book. I mean, if you go to a freelance editor and there are freelance editorial services, that's completely different. That's very different to an agent charging no. you to read their Because that's no. an agent gets paid when you get paid, essentially, yeah. they get paid yeah. when you get paid. So that's yeah. why they're working so hard for you. So you don't exactly. pay them up front for anything. 
Absolutely. and um, before they've signed uh, the contract with them? My, well, one, we, we don't sign contracts, as I don't, and a lot of agents don't actually sign a contract with the author. Mm. It's sort of actually unnecessary. It's a, it's, a, it's a handshake initially. It's to do with the sort of relationship. But we are legally bound on the contracts we do. When I make a contract for you, there is, a, there is language in there that makes us uh, legally bound, but only on that contract. Yes. So I don't sign up literally uh, the writers that I represent. We agree to work with each other and that's, that's all it takes. Um, but if, do you mean if, if a, a, a writer who's thinking about being represented by me got in touch with my other clients to yes. ask? I don't, I don't mind. I, I would hope that my clients are... <laughs> yeah, happy if they're not. <laughs> Otherwise they shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> well, exactly. This is why I found it. I mean, this is what, it was like a raging conversation on social media for a while about this. And one of the agents getting really annoyed that people would dare to ask other people what they would like to work with um bizarre. before it's, it's bizarre isn't it but i just wanted to make it clear to anyone listening that if someone gets upset about that then you may need to wonder about why yeah also I suppose you need to think about who who you've asked and why so if someone suddenly is really rude about an agent are they not you know why is that is could could that be because they've fallen out or yeah. were rejected by them but if it's something yeah you, we can all make those judgments Another point about looking for an agent and finding an agent is I, I do think one should, as a, if you're starting out as a writer, you should meet a bunch of agents if you're lucky enough to get that kind of interest. Yeah. If you can, you know, you, sit, you send it out to a bunch of agents and if a few of them are interested, meet them all, go and have a coffee in their office or whatever. And, all, um, it's all Zoom now, isn't it? It's all virtual all now. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, coffee in the office. That's an old fashioned thing to say. Isn't it? <laughs> that. Remember those days? Oh, just, yeah. Try not to feel so intimidated. If you have got more than one agent involved, interested, you know, yeah. do try and meet them, as I suppose that's what you're yeah. saying. And also, you know, look at who else they represent and look at else, what else they've done and yeah. the things they've done and said, you know, because social media is great for that because you can find out all sorts of things about people. Exactly. Exactly. Also, but, yeah, we meet people, we all sort of meet people, well, we used to in the, before uh, the virus. Uh, and we all make kind of, we get uh, a, t a tickle off someone, don't you? I, yes, I really like this person or mm, not so much. Yeah. And, and, and you know, agents don't offer money. It's not like publishers who might say, we'll offer them more than Penguin did to, you know, in the end, if you've got two agents interested, there's nothing either of the agents can offer you other than themselves. Yes, and, and the work that they can do and what they can possibly yeah. Yeah. deal they can do. Yeah, I can you with a check. Yes. So um, what do you think makes a happy author? Communication. Agent and publisher keeping in touch. I think agents uh, and publishers are both, uh, we are all guilty, Some I think, of forgetting that the author is sitting there at home without a colleague or colleagues. And silence is a killer, isn't it? If, you, if you're not hearing anything, yeah. You're assuming nothing's happening, no one's interested, they're not thinking about you, they're not doing their jobs. And I think keeping in touch is uh, going to keep most of us happy. Yeah. I don't mean, keep, not in a silly way. I'm, no, not, not in a ridiculous <laughs> way. Not like me who has to email everybody every day. I don't do that at all. You know, you're, you're very good at all this. Yeah, well, I like to hear that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, um, 
So is your publisher for the record. So my publishers are great, and so is my agent, obviously. Obviously. Um, Is there anything else you think authors should know? No, I don't think there are any sort of secrets or little bits of arcane knowledge that would make all the difference. Stick to your guns. Remember that it's all about you. The industry rests on you. And it's your name on the front of the book. And when the agent and the editor are long gone, your name lives on forever on the front of that book. Well, that's a great way to end this podcast. It's been lovely talking to you today. Complete pleasure, Dorothy. Thanks for joining me, Dorothy Coombson, on today's Happy Author podcast. I hope you found my chat with Anthony Harwood, literary agent, as informative and as fun as I did. Keep writing, keep reading, keep happy. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.